Coming to you from the heart of the heartland, you're listening to Life Chat, a podcast designed to help independent agents make life easy. It's important to note the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of EMC National Life. Now it's time to get things started. Let's join our life insurance team. Well, hello, everyone. This is Rob Oxenford, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Life Chat. This is our second installment of our Life Moment series, where we're reviewing some of the moments that take place in a client's life where um, they're maybe a little more inclined to purchase life insurance, but they're definitely taking a long, hard look at their future. Um, Joining me today is uh, Carly O'Connor-Pels. Hello. And uh, also uh, Chad Waller. Hey, everybody. And while I have the microphone, I'd like to ask you a question. Since today's focus is going to be on having children, I have a question for you two. According to the National Center of Health, which is a division of the CDC, in the United States in the year 2020, how many children were born each day? How Hmm. many children were born each day in the United States in 2020 and i will give you three choices was it a 5000 b 10000 or c 20000 i'm going to go low i'm going 5000 5000 i will take 5 says b, rob <laughs> b for 10000 and carly says b 10000 Ding, 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 ding. Carly is correct. In 2020, there were 10,000 children born every day. That is over 3.6 million children added to the planet in the year 2020. Oh, wow. Lots of opportunity out there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Surprisingly, though, that that was actually the sixth year in a row where we've had a decline in the birth rate in the United States. I guess maybe we're not overpopulating. Hmm. That, that's crazy to think that that many people are kind of going through that. I make it sound bad, but, you know, going through that, but having that big life-changing moment of having a, either their first kid or their second or their third or maybe their seventh. I don't know. But no matter what, I, th- I feel like that's going to change their plans for the future. You know what I mean? I think everything gets more expensive with the, the more kids you add to the, the family unit might be the best way to say it. Oh. Yeah, as, mm-hmm. as a parent, I can tell you there is nothing more transformative in your life. I mean, getting married is a huge event. That's that's wonderful. But having a child, wow. I mean, it, it just it changes every perception that you have. Everything that you do going forward is different. Um, you have instant responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, you love that child like nothing else. And... Uh, you know, you want to take steps to make sure you're doing the best that you can for that child. Is this where I ask my question? Yep, go for it. Oh, okay. Go right ahead. <laughs> butt in at any point. <laughs> so I have a question for Chad. Um, when did you and your wife each purchase life insurance? Were you planning on having kids? So you purchased like more life insurance before then, or did you wait till after? Hmm. That's a, that's a good question. Um, Early on, uh, my spouse and I were both employed and did not have children, did not even own a house. So we had life insurance through work and, you know, we were fine with that. You know, all we needed to do was cover a final expense. uh, So we thought if if something should happen, as we got a little bit more educated, uh, uh, we started thinking about maybe purchasing more just in case, you know, 
something should happen. We wanted the other to maintain their current lifestyle, but we honestly didn't pull the trigger much until we bought a house. So that was when we really first looked at significantly increasing our life insurance purchases, but um, nothing prompted it more than than the birth of our first child. Um, it's a it's a very responsible, emotional buy, but it makes you feel good too. You know, you're doing something that can definitely uh, ease the future for for that person. So, yep, good question. Well, I can see how it's it's it's. You kind of mentioned how it's kind of transformative. You know, when you have your spouse and you're purchasing life insurance, making sure they can maintain that lifestyle, you're still looking at the fact that you know your spouse can work. You know, they're still going to have an income coming in, whereas that kid. I mean, until they reach a certain age, has nothing, zero coming in. You need to make sure that they're clothed, fed, you know, everything that they need for their needs to be taken care of too. So it's like a whole different, like even more intense, I would think, mindset than just even with a fierce spouse. So very much so. Is there like a rule of thumb about how much life insurance you should purchase or does it differ for each person? Very much. It's an individual purchase, I think. I mean... There are people out there that say, you know, general rule of thumb, five to ten times your income. Well, that may be good, but that may not. You need to look at your expenses. You need to look at your hopes and dreams for children. Um, look at your exposures. Uh, Rob and I had talked about a little bit of this earlier that uh, certain things are finite. You know, you have a set amount of mortgage that you owe or bills that are due or you know you anticipate a dollar amount on final expense and so you can purchase to cover that but when it comes to your kids future you know that's up to you i mean it, it's really it's all based on the hopes and dreams that you have for them maybe it's college maybe it's tech school maybe it's you just want to ensure they have a very comfortable life going forward so yeah as far as a set amount it move, it changes. Go ahead, Rob. I know a lot of times when I was sitting with a client, we would kind of go through that um, client needs analysis and really kind of talk through, you know, debts, also the future and everything. You know, I was a big believer in referring it to it as their number. I know that sounds kind of minor, but really breaking it down saying, hey, you know, we've went through all this. It looks like you need 720000 That's the number we agreed on that, you know, to pay off the house because you want that taken care of. You want to make sure that little Johnny, you know, gets through high school and goes to a state school. You know, you want to make sure this takes place, this takes place. So really kind of giving them that ownership of this is your number because I may meet with them and it's 720 and I might meet with the client next, you know, in the next hour and it's going to be say 410. You know what I mean? And really saying that this is your personalized number. This is what we agreed to meet, you know, your hopes and dreams, paying off your debt, everything like that. If something happens to you, this is what we need to meet. So I agree with Chad, you know, people say that general rule. I think that's great if you're starting the conversation with a client, but I really think it's good to kind of dive deep into that of like, you know, what's that look like going forward for that individual, for their children, for their family, everything all together. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, the one thing I do really enjoy, though, about the um, opportunities when clients have children is it gives you multiple opportunities as an agent hmm. to discuss mm -hmm. life insurance. Good point. You know, you can talk to the parents. Um, you know, do you have, you know, how's your life insurance situation? Do you think you need more now that you have a child or two or whatever? 
but you can also talk to grandparents, you know, Hey, grandpa and grandma, would you like to buy a policy, maybe a youth whole life policy or, or something of that nature, something with guaranteed insurability? Um, you know, those are opportunities as well. And then the third opportunity, um, is one that some people get kind of squeamish about it, but I'm a big advocate on life insurance for the child itself. Um, it does a couple of things. You know, if you, maybe you want to buy a, a paid up whole life policy, that's a great way to get a foundation of life insurance for that child all the way through their entire life. They're going to have a final expense policy that's prepaid and ready to go. Um, you know, that's, that's a great gift. That's a great comfort. It lends a good foundation for their future life insurance. And then the second good thing I think for buying life insurance for children is options where they can provide guaranteed insurability. They can increase that policy down the road. Maybe, you know, as an infant, they're totally healthy and everything's wonderful, but maybe at age nine, they're suddenly type one diabetic, mm -hmm. you know, things are going to change. So I'm, I'm a big fan of, of getting some of that in place. Now, is it the answer to everyone for everyone? No, again, it's an individual's, you know, purchase and, and situation, but it gives you a lot of opportunity. No, I would agree. I think it's uh, really, you know, two sides of the same coin. You know, you're trying to make sure that you're covering all the bases, but um, kind of like Chad said, I, one thing I always say is I'm always impressed with medical science and all the things we're able to cure now. It, it's, it's amazing. But at the same time, I feel like we're diagnosing things so much earlier now. So if you can get something set up for a child, even if it's putting on a child writer, on your current policy, you're getting something set up for them where before things are found out, before we start, you know, diagnosing them with this, that, and the next thing, and locking in their ability to get life insurance down the road is huge, so huge. And I think that's where I, I find it's interesting where a lot of times going back to the grandparents that that conversation comes in because now they're at that point where they know I can't get any more coverage. This is what else I've got. And I feel like they're the more, even more the mindset of saying, I need to get something set up on the grandkids. Um, I know they're just born. It's, it's, you know, probably the least exciting present because <laughs> you get, you know, you get just a, a policy print and everything. It's not exactly a, a, a what's a pack and play. It's not one of those, but uh, <laughs> this one, at least this is something they're going to have for the rest of their lives you know, something they can keep in force, something that's going to take care of them um, down the road if something happens to them and they can't, you know. Um, but going back to what you said, Chad, it is, it's kind of a grim topic, you know. Um, but, you know, I said before, like even the last one, that sometimes it's awkward to ask those questions, but if you're not going to ask, nobody is. And so you need to put that out there, put that into the ether so they're thinking about it. Yeah. In the back of your mind as an agent, you need to remember you are that client's risk manager. So it's your job to bring up all possible risk scenarios and see what you can do to help cover those. Statistics are in your favor, you know, and hopefully it never happens, but we mm -hmm. all know people where it has happened. And, you know, I, an image that somebody told me once, and it, it's just stuck with me, if you walk into a convenience store and you see a, a coffee can asking for donations to cover a child's funeral, I mean, that just, uh, <laughs> you know, that's or an image I, I don't want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So it's it's much better to focus on the sale of guaranteed insurability and add that child rider when the parents are purchasing their term policy. You know, it's all positive. Good point too about say I focus on the um, guaranteed insurability because I, I think with about any life insurance conversation, there's a way to have it without the doom and gloom, you know, without mm -hmm. br really just saying that, you know, because I, I always use example when I used to talk at seminars saying like, all right, I'm the life insurance guy. It's my job to kill everyone in the room in my examples. So, you know, really, I think, you know, having conversations about this is what, you know, the future looks <laughs> like. This is what makes sure that, that we're, you know, we're having a, a positive conversation because it doesn't have to be that way. You know, we're making sure that, you know, little Rob can get, you know, when he reaches, you know, 30 years old can get insurance. You know, that's why we're having this conversation today because we don't know what the future brings. But here's for, and the thing is, if you think about it too, youth policies are so cheap. This is like pennies on the dollar to guarantee 30 years down the road, they're perfectly fine. You know, and that's huge in my personal opinion. Would it help with student loans as well? Yeah, I would say I do know, I mean, there's a lot of times where it, it, I think now, I'll admit, uh, I'm not an expert on this, but when it comes to student loans, if it's ones that, is it the ones that aren't federal backed, the one you had to actually go to, is that private lender? Is that the one where you had to actually put like a co-signer or things like that where they would be responsible for it I if something happened? I believe so. Because yeah. my husband's parents, they actually purchased insurance, term insurance mm -hmm. for all their kids because they had so much student debt. Yeah, so exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great opportunity. Once again, that kind of goes back to that whole um, life insurance is a great tool to take care of debt if something happens to a person. No, I was just going to say that's definitely an opportunity, but that reminded me of, of another scenario I would kind of like to mention. Um, there's an older thought out there about buying life insurance with cash values that children apply towards college mm -hmm. or debt reduction down the road, and maybe for Carly's kind of coming from on that. In today's interest rate environment and market, I'm not a big advocate of that. I think the dollars would be better spent on like a 529 plan. Now, I am not a financial planner. I want to put that out there. But, um, you know, I, my advice to the agents out there is, you know, sell life insurance for the purpose of of covering a person's life and covering those hopes and dreams down the road. There are vehicles out there that can do other things if if that's what the client wants. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think it's great. I think it's a great question. I think it's something that, um, you know, it, it's one of those things where until you really start, I mean, the insurance agent, once again, is the only one who's, I think, really constantly thinking about how life insurance fits into the life and the future of everyone. And it's those little things that people don't think about, like, hey, if I go get this brand new 2021 Silverado pickup, right, I'm taking on quite a bit of debt, right? I can buy a policy that if something happens to me, suddenly your spouse has to go that same thing with the student loans, same thing with daycare, everything. I mean, there's going to be costs that are going to happen, whether you're there or not, and you need to make sure they're taken care of. And I think when you're looking at children, that's huge. But like I said, same time, we need to be looking at kids for making sure that they're insure building the future, but then also if anything happens to them today that you have the time to really be able to take care of things too. So 
So we've covered quite a bit today uh, around different aspects of the sale with uh, people who are just kind of having families, growing their families in all respects. And so I want to thank everyone for joining us today. Uh, like I said, this is our second in the series. So watch this channel for more on uh, new life moments. And I want to thank uh, Carly and Chad for uh, joining us today. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Just ask. Just ask.